the same goals for both men and women. It needs to be a priority on both sides. Um, but when he talked about like not having enough bandwidth, right, to have energy for your spouse. And I remember us talking and you had made a comment about you're like, I wish you could love me like you love her. All the time. <laughs> Another episode of Life After I Do. I am your host, Nisha G, and I am here with my husband, Molito. Molito. I'm I'm cheesing to prevent myself from being annoyed because we legit just started over like six times. Whose fault is that? (laughs) It's not my fault. It was your fault first because Mm. you just was not getting getting yourself I wasn't giving you the energy you wanted. You know what? It don't even matter. I hope everyone has had a really good week. Um, Mm. Hello to the world out there. Again, Happy New Year. Uh, We're in February now. We're in February now. Can we stop saying Happy New Year? No, it's still New Year. It's the beginning of the year. Don't be a basic. Um, Mm. Anyways, I hope everybody is continuing to work on all of those commitments. I was going to say something real mean. I'm not going to say it, though. Um, no, what was you going to say? Nothing. nothing. No, what were you going to say? I was, was going to say, no, I, I, I I, say, say those false commitments. Okay. But, <laughs> I already see what kind of episode this is going to be. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, yes, I hope everyone is continuing to work towards those goals and commitments that you have set forth for the year. I am rooting for you sincerely. Um, Are you? Also, happy uh, Black History Month. Black History to Month. everyone out there. And yeah. So, how was your week, babe? It was cool. Long, dramatic pause. I'm not, I mean, just, you just, I don't know why you so loud. What do you mean? I'm the, I'm the same every week. <sighs> we just had this whole discussion because he's always talking about everybody always comes through louder on the speakers than he does. And I was like, okay, well, then we're all not the problem. It's, it's you. Let's just, that's not, what we're, that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> You're the common denominator. So anyway, how was your week, babe? You look cozy. I, I am, because I'm cold. It's not even cold, it's my cold. G. Oh my God, California gets a couple of drops of it water. Was, listen and y'all here. Act like. Listen here. It was 54 degrees today. Wow. And I was like, oh. No, and I went to work in and you, shorts and a sweater. But you know what's the the funny part is is I, I I like this weather the most. Like yesterday when you were at uh work and she was at school, I was in the backyard for like thirty minutes. In the rain. In in the rain, it was the craziest thing. For one, I love our backyard. Like That's the way like, my backyard is set up, I love it. Like but it wasn't shit. um, it wasn't during the like heavy parts of the rain. It was like you know when the little drizzlets are what? What's so funny? <laughs> My mind, I can't say it. My mind. Why? Because I said drizzlets. No, you said it was the part of the heavy part of the rain. Oh, it, well, you know what I mean. No, I know what you mean. Okay. But my, my mind took it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so anyway, it was when the rain had kind of let up a little bit and it was just drizzling outside and I was in the backyard. Was it, so it was Drizzy Drake? Okay. And I was in the backyard and... Um, Drizzy. I was like, man, I really wish I could just sit out here. But the patio furniture was all obviously soaked. So I couldn't sit It was there. raining. I know. It was raining. So um, I just walked around the backyard. I stood, to be honest, I stood on the the dog's side of the yard for probably 15, 20 minutes, not even joking you. And the crazy thing is, is I was looking to see if there was still poop, like, in the grass anywhere. That poop should be gone And the, there was no poop in the grass. And if you didn't tune in last week, or if you haven't known... Um, we well, lost our last dog on January 18th. So there's no, we don't have any dogs in the house. We don't have any pets in the house. And so I'm just so used to like having the dogs around here and then bark, letting them in, you know, or them wanting to go out. So when I went out to the backyard and like all their balls were still back there, 
the water bowls are still back there. Like every, everything, all their toys we, are still we, out. We refuse to pick up. Any yeah, of stuff. like I didn't, I didn't want to pick up anything, and I was just looking around the backyard, and I was looking at the toys, and I was looking at all the dog stuff, and then I had saw um, she still has like one of her little toddler bikes back there, and I was just looking, and it just made me have a reflective moment where I just thought about the summer. When her pool is up back there, the dogs will be running around playing with their toys. She's in the backyard in her pool, you know, playing with her pool toys. And it, I was just like, I was having a, I was having a moment and I was just like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like both of my little dog babies are no longer here. And I was looking at her little pool out there and I was like, eventually one day she's going to be too big for her pool. And then, uh, then, you know, it's as a parent, you start thinking about the future and, you thought about like the past from when she was little and when the dogs were smaller when we first moved here and everyone's getting adjusted. Well, the dogs and it was weren't a moment. smaller. They were just younger. They yeah. been the same size. Well, you know what I mean. But um, and plus, I just I really genuinely enjoy walking around the backyard because like I just like I like the layout of our backyard. Our backyard is like split. So we have two yards in the backyard, one on each side of the house. Um, and so I was just walking around looking at stuff. I had so to cover your grill. Of our house? Goodbye. I had to cover your grill. Then I went over to her little house and I was like, oh yeah, we have to get rid of this thing. It's like full of mud in the inside. Because she takes dirt and she stacks dirt inside. Well, not only that, it's been up for like three years and she doesn't even really play with it anymore. She's getting too tall to walk in it. the second we take that down. She, I bet you if we take it down when she's not home, she won't even realize that the damn thing is gone. I promise you she won't. But anywho, yeah, so, but how was your week? It was, um. <laughs> that was a great transition, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my week was a struggle. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. I yeah. was there. Um, but we, we got through it. Um, and we're here, you know, as, you know, as I always say, the life of a man, you can't linger too long. You still got responsibilities. You be lingering, though. I took one day off. I literally took Monday. I took Monday off. <laughs> and, and I and went it was, to. And it was such a struggle for him to work today. And I worked on a Friday. And Lord knows I never <laughs> work on Friday. <laughs> and it took. When I tell you, my husband called me. I'm not even over exaggerating. He probably called me about 25 times. Like, <laughs> and hey. He was. Every, everything. I was like, you really must want to come home because yep. you. How are you even working? You've called me like 25 times today, sir. There was one point where I had... I, and then you got annoyed because you thought I was trying to rush you off the phone because I was trying to get my no, work done. No, 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 no. I wasn't annoyed because that. I was annoyed uh, when you called me. It was something that worked. It wasn't you. Oh. It was something that worked. And, but it seemed like you always call me when I'm like the busiest. Okay, but you kept calling me. And then the one time I call you back, now you want to act like you're so damn busy. I'm like, but you didn't call me 25 times today, babe. I was, what was I doing when you called? And what did I call you for? I don't remember calling you. But you always do that. He'll call me 50 million times. Yes, okay? when, I, when I could talk. Hold on. He'll call me 50 million times, okay? Because he'll then he'll complain about how I don't call him enough. He don't. He He's don't. at work. But anywho... When I do call him, and then he be acting like he's annoyed that I called him at an nah, impromptu moment. You just be calling at the wrong time. Th- How am I supposed to know when's the right time? You are working. And I don't like to call you because you be driving. And I don't want this this in my head. In my head, you be driving and then I'm going to call you or text you. And then you so happen to look down at your phone. And then it's like a bad time or something. And a car cuts you off or something like I don't. Or I fall off the freeway. Or you what? I don't know. Please don't say things um, like that. Who does? Yeah, that? there was a point in time where I I literally sat in the I was sitting in the parking lot. Yeah, well, you had called me and you're like, he said, if I get one more red light, that's it. I'm turning around it's and I'm coming home. It's a wrap. I was like, now you're it's- just. You know that between where you are and getting to work, you are going to hit another red light, sir. It's not going to be green lights all the way. It was one of those things where, like, you know, like, when you don't want to do something. (laughs) So your your brain is already making all the excuses. (laughs) Any inconvenience, you like, you know what? That's it. It's a wrap. I'm done. Going home. I don't have to take this. (laughs) You know, know, I left early. Uh Uh-huh. Barely made it. 
you know, I had a I had a restroom situation. Starbucks pissed me off. I said, you know what? It was just meant to me meant for me to be at home today. And then you know, I walk in and everybody's like, "Are you feeling okay?" Because he went to work on a Friday. He's like, "Yeah," because I took Monday off. And then when Friday got here, he was like, "Worst decision ever." Should have took Friday off. Should have t- <laughs> kept my you're, Friday. You were like, "If I could have just toughed it out, I if you could have just toughed it out till Friday, huh?" I guarantee you, I'm gonna be at work next Monday. Or you're gonna be at jury duty. One or the other. Dun 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 dun. Dun, We're not dun. doing that. That's oh. copyright infringement. Oh. Well, we didn't sing the whole thing, but you already know what it's from. Dun, but dun, anywho. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so, How's your week? Oh, uh, well, my week was, it wasn't the greatest. Mm. Um, I don't want to say It wasn't like, you know, horrible, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the greatest. I, too, was struggling a little bit mentally. Um, but... It wasn't it wasn't absolutely terrible, you know, business as usual. Oh, my baby had her first showcase. She had her first showcase. That's for where it dance. started. That's that's I mean that's that, now that you think about it, that's when your week it, started going downhill. It, it started going downhill last Friday. It started with that damn rehearsal. The the dance rehearsal? Yes, it started there. Okay. Then it crept on the, the Saturday was just it Saturday, was hectic. Saturday, Saturday was, was hectic. hectic and exhausting. Even though we had, we went to see see Bruce Bruce. Yeah, and it was hilarious. Yeah, and before I got, all of that, though, and I got called a sucker like seven times. Right. Uh, but it was funny. Yeah, and we had a great time. It was just like it was just a long, exhausting day. It was. We, a, it was a long weekend. It was literally like Friday, it was a long weekend. She had from what, Thursday she night had rehearsal Friday for like six and a half, seven hours, and not that was you know that was after a, you know gym and all that stuff in the morning. Then she had gymnastics after rehearsal. Yeah. Then she had gymnastics first thing morning then Saturday. Seven a.m. Saturday then we come home, swap clothes, go and straight to go the to recital. Recital. Then we're at the recital till what six thirty? Six thirty, quarter to seven. By the time we get the dinner and get to the comedy show, it's nine o'clock. We've been up all day. Yeah, because the, they didn't let us in till like nine forty for the comedy show. Then we didn't get out till like a quarter. It was almost one o'clock. Yeah, it was almost one o'clock. So, so we didn't get home to re- almost two really in the morning. Long. Yeah, it was a really long weekend. And you know what? Now that I think about it, because I didn't even think about that when I was thinking about like how tired and stuff I've been this week, because I've, I've been like judging myself hardcore because I was just like, I don't know if I'm just mentally beat, if I'm like physically beat, like what is it? But I just didn't want to do anything. And plus she had this week off for dance because we are just coming off competition and recital. So this week was no dance and she doesn't start back till next week. And all we've had is gymnastics. So I think now that you've like, when I brought that up and now that you like mentioned it in that, that sense, I was like, oh, okay, that, that kind of explains probably yeah. why we were both really drained. Um, I, I just know that I was exhausted. Like when I woke, I, I decided I said, I, I couldn't work Sunday. I was, I was just too tired to work. Yeah. Monday, Monday I was you know, bad mental day. Plus, yeah. still exhausted. And even in the days I went to work, it was like I'm going home at the first chance I, I get. get. Yeah, because I, I am not, and I'm still recovering. And I, but you know, and I had told her too. What was it Thursday? Remember, I told her I was like, we have a really long weekend. I, I'm gonna need you to bring your A game. We don't need no falling outs. We don't need no tantrums. Like, and the thing is, she was a rock star all through it. Like, she just enjoyed herself. I think her favorite part was that she got to wear makeup. Lord she was Jesus. so excited. She was like, Mom, I have to wear competition makeup. And I was like, yeah, you have to wear competition makeup. So FYI, competition makeup is a black, brown, smoky eye with false lashes, um, bronzer and highlight with red lipstick. It's ridiculous. And our child is six years old. It's, ri- <laughs> so just, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Just so you guys what it know, is? She's six years old, and I did a full little smoky eye with a false lash, a red lip. She had peachy uh, cheeks with bronzer and highlighter, nose highlight, all, all of the above. Okay. It was she ridiculous. had everything but foundation on. I was like, that's where I draw the line. I'm not doing the foundation. I will. I'll, I will I will say that the highlight of the weekend was you how much she enjoyed being on stage. Oh my gosh, she loved it. She she loves being on stage. Like You couldn't you couldn't tell her everybody wouldn't watch her. Nope. Not at all. Like that she loves 
She loves being on stage. She likes being like, um, I guess for lack of bird of verbiage, she likes being noticed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when she does like something. Her mama. Goodbye. She likes be she likes being noticed, but it was it just felt really good for me to see her be proud of herself. Cause every time she came off a of stage, she was like, Mom, did you see me? Did you see me? And I was like, yes, Phoenix, I saw you. And I, I was like, are you proud of yourself? And she was like, yes, mom, I have to change. Come on, I have to change. <laughs> Lord, the outfit changes. The, the outfit oh changes. God. Like, just imagine like a bunch of little girls, a bunch of little five and six-year-olds in the back, all trying to get changed at once. The next room over, it's all like the preteens and the teenagers. That's what I forgot. All It's like all the women I and forgot, all the girls. I forgot to send a bill to all them little, to the mothers of all them little kids. Uh, they ate my baby's meal. I bet. Goodbye, goodbye, Demille. My Goodbye. baby was hungry. Goodbye, and she shared her meal because they were all hungry, and we uh, all of the moms were telling them they couldn't eat. Like we didn't let them like eat. eat. We gave them snacks and stuff, but we didn't want them to sit there and, like pig out and eat and stuff because we had a lot to do and things were going really fast and we had to do outfit changes and all this and this stuff. So. But yeah, it was fun. It was really good. I think that was uh, one of the highlights of my week. But the other... Uh, that was the only highlight. No, the highlight was our date. That was my oh, the, biggest... The comedy, yes, the comedy show. Going to see Bruce Bruce. That was really fun. That was a highlight for me because... Yeah, I know, Miss Strawberry Daiquiri. Beca- <laughs> because we got to have bubble time. We got to have time alone, which, you know, we uh-huh. are trying to make a priority this I'm year, trying to make he's priority. trying to make a priority to make sure that we get back to our date nights and prioritize time together, which also takes me into today's topic. Because when I get along oh with her, I... Gosh, look at that transition! I just can't believe that when I actually get you by yourself, I, re- I remember that I actually like you. Right, and that's why it's so important, right? But, um, yeah, so that's pretty much what we'll be talking about today. Um, I came across a video... You stop touching me, though. I knew you was going to do I that. I came across a video on TikTok, and um, it's something that we do our best to practice, but, you know, real-life situations, it, don't always it doesn't always happen. Uh, but go ahead and roll roll the clip. Wow. Roll it. Uh. In your relationship, your children are not the number one priority or should not be the number one priority. I, I was with a couple not long ago. They have, I think, four children. And what the what the man was saying is, boy, I see all of this admiration for my kids. I see all of this love for my kids. But when it comes to me, she don't have no more bandwidth because she's not paying enough attention. And ladies, our children matter. Our children are important. I told you, I got five of them. But let me tell you something. In your relationship, your children are not the number one priority or should not be the number one priority. Your relationship should be. I tell this to women and I tell it to men. Why? Because those children are going to grow up and those children are going to leave you. Those children are going to say bye-bye. They're going to say deuces, right? And so you got to make sure that your relationship is the utmost priority. In your relationship, your children. So... I came across that clip and I was just thinking about we've we've always said that, you know, that was an agreement between the two of us that we would always prioritize our relationship, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, in contrast with raising our child or whatever else we have going on in life. But what I have come to know is that that does not always happen. And even though those are our intentions and we do try to keep that at the forefront of our mind. The day-to-day life does interrupt that at times. And then we have to go back and remind ourselves, like, okay, hey, we haven't been we haven't been doing what we said <laughs> right. we were gonna do, which is prioritize our time together. And that usually becomes more prominent when we are either arguing a lot more or we're just not talking, you know, as much, or he's getting on my nerves, I'm getting on his nerves, or we both become a little bit of like, you know, isolation. Um, so I was just thinking about that. I thought that was like a prime example of how this week was, yeah. right? Right, because I, I was thinking, like, earlier in the week, like, probably, I don't know, maybe Wednesday or Thursday, when I actually, like, I've been thinking, pondering about how I'm feeling. And I realized part of my issue was, that, like, I just feel like I'm stuck in simulation. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like every week's the same. It's rinse and repeat. And we just got, you know, we're, we're just so used to um, the routine of, basically living our lives around her schedule mm-hmm. that it was like 
you know, I had a moment where I was like, I need to do something for myself, which I still haven't done. But it's like, it's easy to get caught up in the routine of life and not focus on, you know, uh, doing the, you know, the self-care or even the care for the relationship. And that's why, you know, I, I agree with you. I think this was a good topic for, for the week. Yeah. So I know, like, for me, I it, one thing that kind of stuck out is when, and here's the thing, this goes for both parties, both men and women, because I was feeling a, a small type of way when he was talking about ladies. Listen, like, he was only talking to women. But the same goes for both men and women. It needs to be a priority on both sides. Um, but when he talked about, like, not having enough bandwidth, right, to have energy for your spouse. And I remember us talking and you had made a comment about, you're like, I wish you could love me like you love her. All the time. (laughs) She, you are so patient. You're loving. You're understanding. (laughs) You're caring. You embrace her. Oh God, stop. You know, you're, you're just, you're just there to be what she needs from you, but I'm her mother. I'm not your mother. I'm, and I and I don't I don't want you to mother me. I just want you to be there when I need my wife. <laughs> I am. No, there. you're not. You're dealing with her. Are you tired? Okay, so that's what he was talking are about. You, like are, the bandwidth. Are you like, yeah, babe? I'll do that for you if you can put the gun on my feet. If you massage my feet. <laughs> if you massage me first. You know, I can't come to you throughout the week. And just ask something of you without you wanting something in return. (laughs) Because here's the thing. It's like, no. And first of all, it's not always like that. So what you're not finna do is sit up here and be like, it's always like that. What percentage would you put it? I'm not going to put a percentage on it. Because you know it's going to be high. Okay. 99%. Okay. if You know what? Your perception is your reality. I'm not here to change it. Okay. (laughs) Your perception is your reality. But when you had said, like, oh, I wish you could love me like you love her, I felt two things. One, I felt annoyed. Mm. Um, And the other was, like, I felt a sense of, like, understanding. Um, Because what, what I have come to figure out, especially in our marriage and in our relationship, being together for so long... A lot of the times we are both feeling the exact same thing, mm-hmm. but because we don't talk about it, it feels like you're experiencing it by yourself and I experience it by myself. Right. So, but, oh, go ahead. So, but when I said that, what I was saying is, is that I realized, you know, not joking, being completely honest, I realized when you love her, it's unconditional. You love her regardless of what, of how she makes you feel in that moment. There's a lot of times in the moment where you're upset with me, you don't want nothing to do with me and you'll, you'll have nothing to do with me. I don't get that. I don't get that extended love. I don't. I don't. I don't have. You don't always hand me unconditional love. It's if I'm if we're on good terms, the, the love is on good terms. If okay. we're not on good terms, <laughs> the love's not on good terms. Okay. But when it comes to our child, that's why I said that. It does. She can literally pee you off to the utmost, and she, she has. And she, if she says, "Mommy, I'm hungry," or "Mommy, I want this," and you know it's something that she needs to survive. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get to it. You're gonna get to it. If I say the same thing, you know where the kitchen is. Don't with you now. Really, 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 really. When you mad at for, me, you ain't never said that to me. Wait a minute. I've I've never cooked for you. Being mad no, at no, you, no, no, or no, I've no, never got no, you food. No, being no, mad at hold you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't say never. That's odd. I didn't say never. I'm saying when you really in your feelings and you really don't want to do with me. I still feed you if you're hungry, babe. Let's, be, let's keep it real. I am trying to keep let's it keep, real. Like, 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 you know, like, like my homeboy said, let, let's keep it a B. Okay. Let's keep it a B. Like I said, your perception is your reality. Okay. Now, you know, some so things like we, I was saying, some things we just don't see the same. Like I was like, for instance, like anytime I don't go to work. I have an attitude. You don't have an attitude, but I don't get the same level of love that day because you go, well, you took the day off. I'm off too. The same level of love. Yes. What do you mean? Like, like I said, you like, well, you took the day off, so I'm taking the day off too. Right? That, that's what you always say. You're home, so you can do this, this, whatever. Right? That's what you always say. What no. did you do on Monday? Oh, my God. I'm asking you. Because you said this is what happens when you take a Monday, day off. I, m- what did you do on Monday? Monday was a was an outlier. because No. What did you do on Monday? I I, I, laid, in the, I laid in the bed and cried in the pillow most of the day. But did I bother you? 
Because you know I was mentally no, no, no. unstable. No, no, no. That's not the question oh is yes God. or no. Did I bother you? No, you did not bother me. Oh, okay. But that was that was come on. That's okay. Out, that's the outlier. That's usually when you take a day off during the week, it's because it's of mental health. You don't just randomly take days off during the week from work, Maurice. Okay. Oh, now you got my government out here, huh? See how see how serious she is. Right or wrong? Do you take random days off of work just for the hell of it? No. Okay. Nine times out of ten, when you take a day off from work, it's because of a mental health issue or you need to like go to an appointment or something. I gotta take right? care of something. Okay. And then when you're home like that, do I bother you? Do I ask you to do things? Do I ask you to do anything out of the normal things that you Sometimes. do? Sometimes. Like what? He'll ask me uh, to do random you, d- things. To do what? Random things. Babe, I don't. Okay, babe. All right, babe. <laughs> What'd you say? Your perception is your it's reality. It's your reality. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily here to change it. But anywho, back to what we were talking about. I just about. wish you would love me like you love her. I, and I, but I fully understand I that. I wish you would just remove the conditions. I understand that. But again, like I say, I am her mother. Right. And I'm your husband. And you are my husband. So I'm not I'm not gonna necessarily mother you because don't you don't want me to mother you. So it's gonna look different. Now can I say, can I be honest and, and say there are some times where I could be a little softer towards you and I am mindful that I'm probably not being the most tender? Absolutely. Let me say this. Absolutely. Let me say this. You know how you always say just because you're tired, don't excuse you from being a a, a father. Well, no, I don't say that. Right, right. I, you you say I say like parent or pa- I mean whatever. That, I mean that in general. Right, I don't right. mean that. Just so when you. I come home and I'm exhausted <laughs> and she wants to play, you look at me like you better muster up some strength. Right. Okay. So do you always muster up strength to be a wife? Yes, I do more always? than you know, M- way more than you know, okay. way. Hand on Bible. If I had 10 Bibles in front of me, the Lord knows, (laughs) the Lord knows. And any married woman out there, any married woman out there can attest to how many times you've had to muster up being a wife Mm. when you absolutely didn't have the strength to be. Because it's the same as being a friend. It's the same as being a mom. I've had to muster up a lot of strength, a lot of mental bandwidth to do things that I either wasn't, uh, feeling at the time to have conversations I didn't want to entertain at the time to do things I f- frankly did not feel like doing at the time. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Okay. Ten Bibles in front of me. We put my hand on top of them. Yes. Yes. I'm just saying that sometimes not... sometimes you don't leave any gas in the tank for me. Okay. But like I said, that also goes both ways. I right? Did, I didn't say it did. So... What I what I what I'm trying to say is is like back to even what I had said before. I think we both feel the same things at time, but because we don't talk about them in the moment, we're both having independent experiences, right? So, for instance, this week I wasn't having the greatest mental week either, but I had to put that mental that mental issue that I was having to the side to ensure that you were okay, to make sure that you got a break to not be disturbed so you could be in the bed for however long you needed to so that you could relax, decompress, have a moment to yourself. But my day didn't stop. My day didn't stop because I still had to, we both got her from school, but I still had to sit there and do homework. I still had to do bath time. I still had to do bedtime. I still had to get clothes ready. I still had to get, like, my day didn't stop. Do you you understand what I'm saying when I say that? I did help you last night. I did bedtime last night. I appreciate that. You did do bedtime last night and it exhausted you. I, I was, I was reading. <laughs> you I was, almost put yourself to sleep. I was, re- I read her like 12 pages of Harry Potter and I was putting myself to sleep. <laughs> he was putting himself to sleep. I, and I do that every single night. And not to mention, she reads to me first. Okay. And now she's caught on to my trick where when I read to her, I've been trying to pick short books, <laughs> shorter books her to read to me because like she reads pretty good for her age but nonetheless she still reads like kind of slower so it makes like for a very long evening to get to bed because we do so much reading (laughs) at nighttime (laughs) but like i like i said 
when when you talk about or when he was talking about like not having enough bandwidth that was i feel like that was a prime example like monday you didn't have it you didn't have it in you to push past what you were experiencing with your own I, mental I health i had it all week okay but what, what i'm the, saying what is you didn't have you didn't have enough in you in your gas tank to push past what your current experience was with your own mental health okay mm-hmm. Whether my tank was full or empty, I still had to muster up the strength to get the things done that needed to be done with the house. So when you say like, oh, yeah, when you um, when you're home, I'm taking the day off, too. It's like, OK, if I don't do two or three things around here that day because you're at home. It's still 50 other things that still have to get done. Do you see what I mean? I, like, can I, you I can you. you receive that? I, I hear what you're saying. It's not it's not the same thing. It, it is not the same thing because again, and I know we talked about this last episode as well. I don't get to go in the room and lay in the bed and close the door. You could. And, no, no, I can't. If you block her out, no, you could. No, I can't. Like that's where that's where the difference you that's where the difference that you and I experience when especially when it comes to mental health, and that I really try to stress to you. You went to the bedroom, you got in the bed, and you stayed there. Nobody bothered you. Nobody asked you hold to on, do anything. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Somebody what? bothered me. Nobody asked you to do anything. You didn't have to get out of the bed to do I anything. I still had to be a dad. You didn't have to prepare dinner. You didn't have to do bedtime. You didn't have to go over homework. You didn't have to do 50 spelling words. That's a whole nother issue. You didn't have to do 50 spelling words. Like, there were so many other things that you did not have to be concerned with because you were having an experience for yourself. And but I hold on, fair, hold on. And I and and I was with you in supporting you to allow you to have that time. And I appreciate that. But to be fair, the things you were doing would be things you would have done whether I had been home or not. Okay, but you were home. So you still like you you like you're really not you're really not trying to really no, understand I, it no, I understand. because just I because you say that those are things that you would still do if I wasn't at work you being upstairs laying in the bed and me having to do I those understand things what you're and saying. you being away at work are two different things I understand what you're saying I <laughs> so, was I was in proximity to help but but incapable of helping or did not help. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Okay. So what I, and then, so I'm on just top telling of that, you how I, uh, how I rationalize it. Okay. And, but I'm saying like, your feelings are 100% valid. Your feelings are 100% you're not, valid. You're not therapist me. Listen, <laughs> your feelings are 100% valid. But what I'm trying to get you to understand and see is that whether I had the mental capacity or not, I still, again, put my mental health to the side to support you and your mental health issue and still support our home and our child. So do you see the, Do you see where what I'm trying to like, I, get I, you to understand? I see what you're saying. Okay, and like that's, I, that's all I want. And like I always say, I would not switch roles with you for all the money in the world. I do I'm not, not sure how to feel about that. I don't. What you do is 10 times harder than what I do. You're staying home. Being a homemaker, taking raising uh, raising this child and, and taking care of her, that you, what you do is a lot, a lot, lot more. Granted, I'm home what two and a half days, where I can probably actually be in the house where I'm not working the you know twelve thirteen hours a day. I'm not around enough to do what you do here, and the, what I do here is insurmountable compared to what you do. And I understand the toll that it takes on you because, like I always said. When I was out on a disability when she was like four, like between six months and a year and a half. And when I when I when I had her that time and you were working and I was here by myself with her then, she couldn't even move. And I was like, this is for the birds. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't trade places with you in the world. That's why if you would if you was to tell me today, if you were to go back to work tomorrow, I understand it. It's, well, it's, I might be going to back to work. Because it's it is being the being a stay at home parent is rough. It's rough. I think they call it like being the default parent. It's rough. Yeah, but anyway, because like you know, because it's funny. Like the TikTok said, we could be both. We, we could both be sitting on this couch just like this. You gonna come in here and she'll come straight to me. She'll look me dead in my face and say, "Mom." 
Well, I think that's what happened last night too when you were reading to her. He didn't like it because she he didn't like stayed it at all. up the entire time. And then after you finished reading, she said, "Oh, I gotta go see mom." I heard that. Yeah, she was like, "I gotta go see mom," and you were like, "No, you need to go to bed." And she was like, "Oh no, but I gotta tell mom we finished Harry Potter." I am cemented as the fun parent. Okay, well, whose fault is that? It's mine, baby. It's good. Yeah, because that's exactly what you said. You I wanted to be. Wanted to be. It's, but I'm a, also. It's uh, a whole nother topic. But I'm also. But uh, don't come on. I am the fun parent, but I will put my foot down. And but imagine how confusing that is for your child. It's not confusing at all because she understands we have a conversation. Just like we had a conversation this, today, and she understood. I think we got a little bit off track. We did. Go um, ahead and get back to it. But. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking this out right now and we're putting our relationship it's first real li- right now. It's real, real life, guys. It's, it's why it's called Life After I Do. Real life, real marriage discussions, okay? This is real I ain't gonna say nothing else. I ain't gonna say nothing else. This is real stuff. What do you mean you ain't gonna say nothing else? I mean, too, you need me to. Goodbye. Um, but yeah, so... Goodbye, daddy. Goodbye. <laughs> that's Phoenix. Prioritizing your... Prioritizing your relationship is... It's really crucial, and especially when you have kids. And I think with setting boundaries with your kids is a good thing as well because you also want to be role models for them, right? Our whole goal, too, is to role model and showcase healthy interactions and healthy relationships for our child, and that also includes setting boundaries. So, like, when we leave or, like, when we left on Saturday, she was, like, um, after dinner, we took her out for, like, a celebratory dinner, and... um I was like, oh, yeah, I got to go home and I got to change. And you were like, oh, what are we going to wear? And blah, blah, blah. And she was looking at us and she was like, wait, where are you guys going? And I was like, daddy and I are going um, going to a comedy show. And she was like, are you going on a date? <laughs> and we were like, yeah, Phoenix, we're going on a date. Oh, I wish I could go on a date. And I was like, well, you are going on a date. You and Granny are going to be at home together because my mom came down to watch her. And I was like, you and Granny are going to be at home together and you can stay up a little bit late if you want to because you don't have school or practice tomorrow. So you and you and Granny can have like a movie day and you can get snacks and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, okay. But it's it's those little moments. Like I want her to, I want her to see that as normal. You know what I mean? Like my parents did things that didn't involve me. And as she becomes of dating age, or, you know, she gets married, that's something that she can implement with her children too. Um, I think another thing, like when we talk about boundaries, one that just really came up because I know it's a challenge for us, and I'm sure we're not the only people that experience this challenge, is uh, children coming to get in your bed. It ain't just the bed, it's the whole damn room. It's the- <laughs> Yeah, especially. <laughs> but you know what? I feel I feel like that's also part Partly our fault. Don't say ours. No, no, it's partly our okay, our fault. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, she has an entire bedtime ritual. Phoenix will go to bed in her bed in her room. Like we do prayers, we read. She be nice and tired. She go to sleep about two, three o'clock in the morning, maybe when we're both like in REM sleep and we don't even know or notice half the time that she has come back into our bedroom and into our room, we'll wake up in the morning and she's like in the middle of the bed. Or one of us will get smacked in the face or kicked in the back or she she doesn't like cover. So she sleeps on top of the cover. And when we try to readjust during the night and pull the cover, it's like a huge heavy weight. And that's how we know Phoenix is in the bed. And she has this thing where like, I mean, it's like clockwork. It's like clockwork. Three o'clock in the morning, she's she's in the bed. If we close the door, she'll knock. She'll come in. Half of the time, I don't have the energy to get back out of bed to keep putting her. I've done I've done that. Been there, done that. The whole put her back when she come in, put her back when she come in. <laughs> I don't I don't And all I'll be I, thinking about, I gotta get them to go to the gym a couple hours. And right? I gotta get and I and then when you go, I gotta get up so I can get the day started. I gotta get breakfast going, lunch packs. Like, <laughs> I don't have the energy to keep putting this child back in her damn bed, okay? I'm telling you, one night we should just get up and come downstairs. It would freak her out. She'd lose her mind. If she wakes up in the bed and she's by herself? And, and, no. If she walks in our room and, and we're not in there. 
She'll go, where are my parents? That's that's how she, now that's how she get us, y'all. She get us with, I just, I just want my parents. What did I do? Oh, that's the worst. She will go to her room and she'll be like, what did I do? And we'd be like, girl, this is your room. This is your bed. But that's another thing that we do kind of struggle with a little bit is like not getting her to sleep in her bed. First of all. Getting her to stay there to the next morning. First of all, you got to (laughs) understand, she says that's not her room. That's her playroom. Yeah, she said, I play in there. And I was like, no, ma'am. But here's the crazy part. Like, she has no problems taking naps in her room. She has no problem going to bed, like, at night in her room. It's just getting up at, like, 3 a.m. to come get back in hours. But it's not just the room. She uses our bathroom. Yeah, she brushes her teeth in our bathroom. She She wants to shower in our shower. She wants to shower in our shower. I'll be like Phoenix. Like, that's I let her shower in our shower, like, every once in a while. But that's that's where I'd be like trying to draw the line because I'd be like Phoenix. This is not your bedroom. You have to understand that this is Daddy move. and I's space. I will move her dresser in there. Bye. And then every time I threaten, I always tell her I was like, I'm just gonna take your room and it's gonna be my craft room. She like pitches a fit. She always pitches I'm a fit. Telling you we should empty that room one day once she has school. Well, when we change her room around, like we'll like uh, just leave, leave it. it. Just leave yeah, it. Yeah, just leave it empty for a little bit. I'm down. You ain't down. I'm so down. She would flip out. She would flip her freaking leg. And this is how we're putting ourselves first. Because we're going to get enjoyment out of watching her flip out. And this- we, we're we just going to stand back and let the emotional damage. Because I'm going to empty it. I'm going to go get paint and everything. Oh, we're changing it up. And Because she'll walk in the room and she'll go, where's all my stuff? In the garage. In the garage. You don't you don't need your room anymore. You said you don't want a bedroom. You want to be in our room. It's mommy's room now. Yeah. So it's my room. I'm gonna move all my stuff in here and then you can sleep. We even bought a cot. Just FYI. We bought a cot to put on the side of our bed for when she comes in in the middle of the night, just so that she doesn't get in our bed. Facts. Recommendation of her doctor. Her doctor told me, let her sleep at the front of your door. Mm. She said she let her kick, let her scream, let her holler. She said, but don't let her in whatsoever. And tell her if she wants to sleep with you, the closest she's going to get is sleeping at your door. And I was like, I can't let my baby sleep at the door. See, I can let her sleep at the door. I just can't let her yell because I got to sleep. And that's the thing about it. It's like, if you go through all of that motion... You're not going to get any rest anyway. So, like, what's the point? But like I said, going to getting her down to sleep, not a problem. Like, that's part of it. But now that I think about it, now that I say it out loud, her getting up at that time, too, is part of the ritual. That's part of her routine. And I think that's why her biological clock keeps waking her up at that moment, because that's what like that's her routine, too. You know, like our routine is bath time, prayers, reading going to sleep that's mm-hmm. why she doesn't have a problem going down and then it's like when her body wakes up it's like her body's saying okay now it's time to go get in mommy and daddy's bed it is what it is so but yeah so although it is a challenge sometimes it is our intentions to try to keep like prioritizing us and prioritizing our marriage by spending time together by continuously um trying to have engaging conversations i know like for me conversation is a really big thing that's a really big thing. And I know with you, it may not be as big of a thing because I can see it in your eyes sometimes how annoyed you be getting when I be talking too much to you. You be looking at me like... It's not that you talk too much. It's just you be talking about nonsense. <laughs> I, just, I talk about everything. That I don't care about. I think I conversation dump on you. You do. Yeah. I conversation dump on you. Now, but we had I a good will, conversation on Saturday. I don't even know what we talked about. <laughs> I can't even remember what we're talking we talking about. I'm talking about when we were at the club. Oh. I mean, aside from you getting bagged on like every seven minutes. That's cool. So Bruce Bruce kept calling you ain't him. Gotta, a, you ain't gotta that's that's enough. Bruce Bruce kept calling him a sucker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like every seven minutes because we wore matching uh sweaters. <laughs> we wore matching sweatshirts to the uh the comedy club. And we sat directly in the front, directly next to the stage. 
So as soon as Bruce Bruce rocked on stage, he was like, he his eyes zeroed right in on Maurice. And our sweaters were purple. So <laughs> you couldn't miss us. But everything he was saying, he kept referring to Maurice. And he'd be like, unless you a sucker. <laughs> so that was that was really fun. That was that was really fun. It was fun. a good time. It was a really good time. So and I can't wait for our next date day. But anywho, yeah, so prioritizing the time, I mean, it's it's not always easy to do. In theory, like when you hear things like that online or you come across a post like that, a lot of relationship podcasts and things like that will make similar comments, but it's not all it's not always easy. It's not always practical in the moment. Um, but I do think it is something that every couple should be mindful of and should be like intentional about because like we said earlier, we notice a lot of the things rise from when we start feeling disconnected and we start feeling disconnected because we don't make our relationship a priority. Yeah, it's all about, you know, like we always say, doing the work. Is that part of doing the work, babe? It is. It's rough. <sighs> What's so oh, rough about it? Rough. It's what? Because you get so caught up in your, the day-to-day schedule and when you have a child that's as active as ours, her her schedule, you she got a full-time job. She does. She does. So. All right. I think that was really good, babe. Was it? I feel like we worked, we worked through. Did we? Yeah. Did we, did we help the people or are we trying to help ourselves? It's always a two way street. We do this for you and for us guys. Mm. It's, it's for you and for us. So that you guys have to know that you are not alone. This, these things that you're experiencing your relationship is not the only one that is experiencing it, okay? For shiggity. It is not always going to be peaches and cream. We've been together 22 years. If you think during that time I haven't got on his nerves or if he ain't got on my nerves... I've been in delight the whole time. That's a lie. That's a whole lie. And, and you really shouldn't even sit up on, on, up on these cameras and, and microphones and fib... It's been a while since you've been gone. Not this again. And that's we went to a Jodeci concert last year. And it was ever since yep. then, he has, he's literally been playing that song probably every day. Because I can't get the look at Casey. Oh, they have a residency. They have a residency. In case you guys didn't know, they are going to have a residency in, um, in Vegas. That yeah. We should go. I'm gonna go. Yeah, we should go. I'm gonna go. I'm looking for that same facial facial expression. Yeah, bye. You're so you're so silly. Okay, so Wait, now hold on. Is Coco oh, gonna be there? I don't think so. Oh. Is Jazz gonna be there? Have fun. From Drew Hill. I don't know who that is. Just really side note. I didn't I didn't know that my husband was was a jealous man. He not he usually isn't. Um, but apparently he felt some type of way that I liked that you jazz. Were sitting, you're you're sitting next to me screaming this man's name like you wanted to go home with him. Am it I was jazz. It was jazz. Come get her. You can have her. Just he let was me, like, let me keep my he money. He was like, he was like, you are so for the streets. I was like, <laughs> what street? are you talking about? She was ready to bust it open for jazz. See how she didn't deny it? You see how she didn't deny it? <laughs> see how it? Now, last week when I said uh, she wanted to be a whore, she cast something to say about that real quick. But when I oh. say she want to bust over for Jazz, see, this is part about doing the work. Sometimes you got to realize that maybe your wife ain't your wife. Maybe she for the streets. You just said I was for the streets? Again? It's been a while since you've been home. <laughs> I love you, DeBell. You know how tired Cisco looks? Cisco looked like he was about to have a heart attack up there. Well, like he said, what did he say? He said, we old. He said, listen, we old. (laughs) Cisco was not playing. Cisco was like, listen. (laughs) He he said, I know y'all want to see them flips. He said, listen, we old, okay? (laughs) We... It is not the same. He said, <laughs> we, my, he said our two-step game is strong. It's right. Right. And it's like 14 damn members of Drew Hill. So weird. Let's get on to it. We anyway, stop um, <laughs> moving into the next segment. Sucker. <laughs> moving into the next segment of our two cents, guys. Mm. 
Okay, so this one, this one, I want to get your opinion about. Okay? Oh, Lord, it must be some mess. So it just says, need advice. Uh, the guy I'm talking to doesn't like my body. Okay. Just stop talking to him. So um, <laughs> she said recently she started talking to a guy at her job and things have been going along okay, but he made a comment that he's never been able to tell what my body looks like. I wear scrubs at work and large lab coats. I also tend to wear loose-fitting, modest clothes on a couple of the dates that we've hung out. He said he doesn't really try to focus on my body, but the topic came up since I've been trying to get back into the gym. My mother passed in November, and I've since put on a lot of weight, which I'm now trying to lose. He, on the other hand, is very tall, extremely fit, and is honestly very insecure and obsessive about his own body. So I sent him a few pictures of my body that I had you know, saved in my phone. They were not news. Just form-fitting clothes. And his response was disheartening. He said he didn't know what to make of my body and that it didn't turn him on, nor did it turn him off. But since he hasn't been with a woman who has my body type or a body like mine, then he can't imagine being with me. It just made me feel like shit. And I had to get off the phone. No one owes me attraction or anything, but I was enjoying our connection since it's been one of the brighter things I've experienced with everything I have going on. And now I just feel like I'm undesirable and I'm a lump of poo. I don't know if I should talk to Damn. him or just drop it. I don't know if it's a red flag. I just don't know. I need advice. Lump of poo? <laughs> um, I mean, hey. Um... I honestly, I think he was being honest with you. I, th- I don't think he knows how to feel. I don't think he's made a determining factor. And the thing about it is, like, if, I mean, you know, our bodies change. Lord knows I was not this size when she met me. So I can't say that this is what she was attracted to. <laughs> I mean, but they're, they're, they're in the beginning stages. Like, yeah, they've but, just gone out on a few days. They see each other here's at the work. Thing. Here's, the, here's the thing. It, 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 is, it is very plausible that he is, is intellectually very attractive to you. And that intellectually and, and through conversation and maybe even you guys have the same beliefs and, and a moral system, all that. And a lot of times... I I I personally feel that women focus too much on the physical because a lot of times, like I always say, a good personality will cancel out that physical in a heartbeat. Because if the other stuff is right, if it's just physical appearance, like you know, body, that's that's always something that you can work on. You can always go to the gym, lose the weight, sculpt the body, whatever the case may be. If that's something that you want to do, so I know as. And my personal experience, it's if I can't have a conversation with you and feel like um, we are connecting mentally, then the phys- the physicality don't matter because that it's going to be short lived. You, I may be attracted to you physically, but if if the mental connection is not there, then it's it's all for naught. So I would say it's not necessarily in my eyes. I would say it's not necessarily a done deal. I understand how you may be insecure. Or feel some type of way about his response, but he, at, at the end of the day, he was being honest with you. So, if you want him to be honest and vulnerable with you in the future, if you um, intend on to continue to pursue this, you're gonna have to take it for what it is. And um, you know, sorry, like well, like like most men do. Sometimes you have to you take your lumps and you keep walking, but you have to decide on what it is you want to do. Now, you can either take this information and you can either uh, um, pursue a um, a, a, a better physical form or you could take the information or go where, where someone will appreciate you in your current form. But if that's up, that's completely up to you. I don't think that he was necessarily uh, wrong with being honest with you. I just think that when you ask for honesty from someone, you need to be prepared. Um, if what is returned, is not what is not what you're expecting. Okay. Well said. Um, I think a couple of things. First of all, she didn't ask for his response oh. on his bo- on her body. Um, it came. The conversation came up because she had guests mentioned that she had been going back to the gym, and it's something that he's noticed that he's never really seen like her true body form or whatever. Um, and he said that he can't imagine being with someone who has her body, her body. 
like the way she looks currently, right? So obviously he's been enjoying the connection, as has she, like she mentioned. They both have been joined and haven't been enjoying each other's company and each other's connection. But now that he's seen her body in more form fitting clothing, now he's like, it doesn't turn me off, but it definitely doesn't turn me on either. And his words, I can't imagine being with someone with your body. Okay. So But just because you can't imagine something to me, it's not possible. Right. But here's the thing. This is what I'm saying. When she's like, should she stop talking to him? Should she like continue talking? Should it be a red flag? I would say a couple of things. First of all, um, he he's he's however he felt about your body, that those are his feelings. Like, you know, if if he can't imagine being with somebody with your body type. It is what it is. That's his opinion, right? Um, I also want to say that to some people, when we talk about like dating people and we always talk about um, the things that are small issues now, you overlook them and then you get with this Mm -hmm. person or you get married and then it becomes a bigger issue. Already, you guys aren't even dating. And he's already saying that he can't imagine being with somebody with your body. And if you're saying that you've packed on some weight, but you're still trying to lose it, I mean, if you were... But she, did she say she sent the pictures of how she used to look? She sent him pictures of her in form-fitting clothing. Mm. She said that she has gained some weight. Send us the pictures. I'll let you know. She's gained some weight because she lost her mother back in November, so she's probably been Adolescent. feeling a little down and oh, depressed. I understand that. And so she's packed on some weight. But I say all that to say, just like when you are with somebody and you're like them having... Um, a good career is a deal breaker for you or them living at home is a deal breaker for you. For some people, your, your, the way you carry yourself in your health and fitness, that can be a deal breaker for somebody. And I don't necessarily think he or anybody else, whether it's man or woman, woman would necessarily be an asshole for taking something like that into consideration. Not at all. Right. Okay. So my thing is, Let's just say for argument's sake, because we don't know how big she is, right? Let's just say for argument's sake. Let's just say that she's like my size, for argument's sake, okay? And then I... (laughs) Bye. And I sent him a picture of me in form-fitting clothing, and he's like, I can't be with somebody like, you know, with your body type. Okay, well, what if we continue and we keep going, right? Or what if I lose all the weight, we maintain a, a connection... This gets more serious. We get married and I start gaining weight during the marriage. And it's like, but the weight is a deal breaker for you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. You you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yes, I can understand how that would make her feel bad. But you already said yourself that you're going to the gym to work Mm -hmm. on, you know, losing the weight. But do that for you because, you know. And let's not act like happy happy weight is not a thing. Right. Right. Yes. It is a thing, um, but, but what I'm I, I I guess I'm just saying all of that to say that as hard as it probably was to hear him say that to you, it's the truth. Don't it, that's his truth, but don't take that so internally like there is something wrong with you because you already know that it's something that you don't even like because you said yourself that you've been getting back into the gym so that you can lose the weight because you're obviously not at your normal weight because you've gained some unexpected weight. Because you've experienced the hardship in your life, right? But you also need to think about having that in the back of your mind that this is something that could that's potentially a deal breaker for him, right? Mm-hmm. So would you really want to continue trying to foster a relationship with the person who this is a deal breaker for if it if you're this sensitive to it? Mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah. if you lose the weight. And now he's like, yeah, you look good. This is it. What what happens if you can't maintain it? What happens if you go through another hardship and you start gaining weight when you need his support, but then he's repulsed by you because you've gained weight? I'm also a big advocate of go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. Right. I mean, everybody's everybody's physical form goes through a lot of things. Some people, you know, are more mentally aware of it than others. For a fitness and health and, um, you know, working out, 
is a big priority. It should be everyone's priority, but it's an even bigger priority for some people because that is truly a lifestyle for them. And there's nothing wrong with that. And not choosing to re-engage or continue to engage with someone who doesn't have that same level of care when it comes to fitness, I don't think is wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I would say. So I would just say, uh, you know, reconsider if if this is a deal breaker for him and it's not, it's something that you're super sensitive about knowing all of the changes that your body is going to continue to go through because she is 23, he's 25. So they're young. Your body's going to go through a hell of a lot She's more. She's old? 23 and he's 25. Oh, Lord, baby, you ain't hit, you ain't hit the most. Right. So, like, <laughs> your body's going to go through a whole hell of a lot more just in the next 10 to 15 years. Especially once you drop them kids. So, you plan on dropping them. So, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, anywho, that's our two cents. <laughs> I would also say, sorry I left you. Oh, my gosh. Okay. If you're not already left following us on TikTok, Instagram, Since Facebook, you uh, YouTube, you can follow us at Life After I Do Podcast. That is Life After I Do Podcast. Like, follow, subscribe, comment. You can also write us at lifeafterdupodcast at gmail.com. Remember, you get a new episode every single Wednesday, okay? Every single Wednesday, tune in on all your digital streaming platforms. Tune in and follow us and like us and comment on YouTube. Um, Yeah, all of that good jazz. But until next week, guys, peace. Baby, won't you just stay?